your next idea will be, could be, or will be the best idea. And, and, and I think that just speaks to, I know I said it earlier, but that just speaks to just don't be afraid of failure. If you fail at something, learn from it and move on to your next idea. Welcome to Bad Is With Business. I'm your host, Maloran Hodge. Come with me on a journey as I create a space to chat with Black women about their aspirations, struggles, and learnings within business. Learn and grow as we talk about how being a baddie and business go hand in hand. All right, so baddie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So uh, my name is Tiffany. I'm the founder of Naughty NYC. And Naughty NYC is a luxury at-home beauty bar based in New York City. And what we do is we offer hair, nail, and makeup services in the comfort of your home. Um, I started a business back in April of 2018. Um, and I'll go into a bit more detail about like, you know, how the idea came about, but just a little bit more about me. Uh, I was born and raised in New York. I'm 29 years old. Uh, went to college, you know, did the whole like thing that my parents wanted me to do. Went to college, got my bachelor's, master's degree, and I, I work full time currently right now. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm hustling with my my business, which is flourishing and growing, thankfully. Uh, but I do work full time as an HR consultant. So um, yeah, that's really what I do. A nine to five is human resources, and then my um, five to nine and after is all about my business. I love that. It's like human resources and hair resources. You see what I did there? (laughs) I love that. So would love for you to get into what was the catalyst for starting Naughty NYC. Yeah. So um, the whole idea really came about when I was going, I was going on vacation. I was going out country. I wanted to get my box. It was a tropical vacation. So I wanted to get my box braids done and my nails done. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, didn't have the time, right? You know how it is the day before vacation, like you're like rummaging to get everything done and everything. Yeah. And I didn't have, I w- didn't have time to do my hair. So I, I went online and tried to see if there was a service that could come to me that offered box braid services, but I didn't see anything like that. So that was really, it came to that. I, the idea came to my head, like, Oh, why isn't there anything in, in 2018 available for a, beauty professional to travel to my home to offer box braid services. And I saw that in the mobile beauty space, there there were services out there, but not services catering to black women specifically. So ultimately I did my hair myself, but when I came back from vacation, I started really drilling into the idea and thinking through like, how can I create an at-home beauty experience, specifically thinking about the needs of black women in general. So yeah, that was, it was it really all came about from me needing something and seeing that it wasn't being offered. Yeah, I definitely understand that and like I think sometimes when I think about going to the beauty salon I'm like, "Oh, how long am I going to have to wait? Do I need right. to take a day off of work? Do I need to be sick mm-hmm. <laughs> for that day? Do they take Saturdays? Everybody's going to try to do Saturday." So I just love that idea of like I just want somebody to come to my house while I'm packing my bag. Right. They're doing my box braids. So I really wanted to create, have it be way more accessible and know, have women know that there's a service like this available. Cause, and, and it's unfortunate there's not there, there at that time, there was nothing like that available. So mm-hmm. I, I, want, I wanted to create something for, 
time-starved women, women that are on the go, that have no time to spend the whole Saturday at the, at the beauty shop, you know? So I wanted them to feel like they, women and men to feel like they can reclaim their time. Yeah. And where did your, um, so I know a little bit more, but would love to share a little bit more about your background and just like your upbringing in the, mm-hmm. in the beauty world. Yeah. yeah. So um, like I mentioned, I was born and raised um, in the Bronx. Um, I'm from a big family. So I'm the second oldest, have three brothers, two sisters. My family um, came from Jamaica. So we're, I'm, I'm an immigrant. I grew up in an immigrant household. So um I guess in terms of like how I really got into the whole like idea of beauty, my mother is a licensed cosmetologist. So she did, I'd never been in a salon like my entire life. My mom did my hair, all of our hair, like our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she taught me like the, all the things that you need to know about skincare, you know, everything about beauty, she taught me. So that's really why I was always into it. And I taught myself, how to do my own box braids. I, 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 I've always been immersed into it. So it's just ironic, you know, right now that I yeah. business that's that centered around something that I grew up around, you know? So, um, yeah, that's really how I got into beauty. Um, it, it really all started with my mom. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's like this passion for this field that kind of carries on, you know, generation exactly. to generation. Yeah. That's really powerful. And, Oh, and I think about how hair brings us together. So it's like a conversation started of like, yes, this is looking good. Or like, ooh, sis, I'm having a day. But also like I think about braiding and just like the history with braiding and just sit around in this space and just having that moment to be in community with one another. So I think that's really, um, it's just powerful. Yeah. 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 And and a lot of the clients, they, they, you know, we always solicit feedback from them, right? So after every appointment, We'll send them a survey to tell them tell us about your experience, and they love it because they connect with our stylists. Our, that's the reason why our stylists love working with us as well because they're building their client list as well. But mm-hmm. you know, stylists get into this field because it, it it is a community building sort of experience. You connect with your client. The client is going to rebook with that stylist because they've connected before, and they can. It's like it's girl talk, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? So why not have girl talk? while you're sitting on your couch, you know, watching breaks or like on your computer. And I really just wanted to change the whole hair braiding experience as well. So for example, if if you're familiar, uh, you know, like most people, when they go to the salon or the shop, they're, they're like, Oh my edge, you know, they've had like a bad braiding experience. I've spoken to the edges were probably like too tight or, you know, like they just wanted to go in and out of the shop because, you know, it's no like shade on the shop, but sometimes like they feel like it's not, you know, to their cleanliness, you know, like, mm-hmm. like it, it just in general, like the feedback that I've solicited from women, um, it, it's never, it hasn't been a pleasurable experience, a whole hair, like hair braiding experience. Right. So I'm happy to know that I'm able to sort of like reframe that experience and make it a more pleasurable one too. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what are some learnings that you've had throughout your journey and specifically being a black woman in this field and in this climate right now? Um, I guess specifically being a black woman or a black business in general, it's, I, I, I have to, I have to struggle with, you know, historically, I feel like 
customers or like society has always made it seem like if you're a black business, you're, you have like subpar service. Yes. And that's something I've struggled with in terms of just making sure that customer service, because if you always deliver top notch customer service, that's going to always leave a good taste in people's mouths. So I always make sure that my customer service is 200% so that no, even if you, and and this is very rare, but even if someone might not like the outcome of their style, Mm -hmm. I I always make sure I, I touch base with the customer, the client, see what their issues were and make sure that at the end of the day, they're probably unhappy, but Oh, like she, she came back and she found a way to like make me walk away from this experience feeling good about it in some way. So I always make sure that, and I think that's what we should always strive to do. Make sure your customer service is a one because you, I, I think we need to reframe that whole notion that, you know, black businesses have is subpar service because ultimately it's not. And I hate that that's been sort of the, like the, di- the dialogue that society like gives off. Right. Right. So that's been a struggle, but you know, I don't ha- make it keep me down. I just make sure my customer service is always a hundred percent. And then another learning too is trying to um, just in general, like business learning is really reframing the customer's mind about this sort of like at home beauty experience. You know, we still want to go to the salon. We still want to go to get our nails done at the shop, our hair done at the shop. And I think people don't know about these sorts of services because one, they don't exist. And then when they do exist, they think that it's a luxury, like super elitist commodity and it's super expensive. But I want people to know that you can have this luxury experience at an affordable cost. So really just one, one thing that's been a struggle is really trying to reframe the customer's mind that they can have this service done in their home. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, our behavior hasn't been to have this type of service done at home. So how do I get people to understand that they can get this done at home at an affordable cost and still at the caliber as if you were to go to the salon to get it done? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that both of those like connect in that the we've been conditioned, as you mentioned, like to think that a black business is subpar. So it's like, oh, I know they're not going to have this. I know they're not going to have this, but it's like, actually one, you need to have patience. Like you need to have patience with any business, but like, you can't just expect a business that's just starting out to be like a fortune 500. Like it's not going to happen. You have to be okay with just like rolling with it, but also knowing that we're going above and beyond. So I love that piece around the customer service being a one. And then also reframing how folks are thinking about beauty at home because I also think about some people may think the reverse of like at home like why do you need to do this at home are you not like are you not licensed you not have everything you need to have this at home beauty like I don't I don't fool with that as opposed to like no you can have the same experience that you can have in the shop at home on your couch you don't have to put just put some slippers on I'm gonna put the shoes on Exactly. Exactly. And I'm glad you brought up the license piece because one thing we pride ourselves on is that we hire licensed professionals. So we vet all of our stylists. We make sure all of our, all of our hairstylists are licensed cosmetologists or have their natural hair braiding license. Mm-hmm. And also our nail technicians and our makeup artists, we make sure they're all, they have all the right credentials. Yeah. And, and, and from a business perspective, 
and any business owner, if you're operating a business and you always want to think about the liability as well. So you don't want to send someone that's unlicensed into someone's home. Something goes bad mm-hmm. and then it's on you as a business. So I think that's one, I guess, a tidbit, tidbit, tidbit yeah. for any business owner out there. Just make sure that you're moving correctly because you want to make sure that you're not liable for anything that could ever happen. So make sure you always dot your I's and cross your T's wherever necessary. Yeah, I love that. What are some challenges that you have turned into opportunities that you faced thus far in your journey? Um, challenges, I would say, I think about that. I think just from a marketing perspective, and it goes back to like reconditioning, it's, it's really trying really marketing to our customer as much as we can. I mm-hmm. think that's really been getting our name out there. I think that has really been one of the biggest challenges with any business is really, um, reintroducing. It's like we're, what we're doing is a whole new concept, right? Mm-hmm. The mobile beauty space is so brand new that it's, it's hard, even though we know that we have something that we have, you know, once we tell people about us and they find out about us, they're like, Oh my God, like, where have you been? like this whole time, like we have customers tell us this and it's just figuring out creative ways to collaborate creative with, with other brands, right. To, um, out to market marketing is like one, one part of the business that we really focus on so much because we have to find a way to creatively get the message out there instead of just posting on Instagram and right. just paying for ads. Right. So I think that's been one of the challenges is how do we market a brand new concept like this to people and have them be receptive to it. And how do we get them to trust for someone to come into their home? And I think that's been the struggle is get, get building that trust with customers to have a stranger that Mm -hmm. you don't know come into your home and and we get it. And that's why it's figuring out creative ways outside of just the traditional marketing to build that trust with the customers. Yeah. What are some ways that you've built, you've been able to build that trust. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what we do is we try to do a lot of partnerships. So we'll reach out to, you know, like my, micro influencers, people that we see mm-hmm. that are, you know, trendsetters and we, we like what, what, how they engage with their audience. So we'll reach out to them and try to, you know, offer a service so that they can get the experience. Right. And, it, and I tell them like, you don't have, we're not telling you to post anything that, you know, if you love the experience, we want you to be honest about the experience that you had. And those partnerships have converted into like real customers coming back, right? Because mm-hmm. it's real, it's real people. And that's why I want to like real people, everyday women to talk about what their experience is like working with us. So it's just like doing partnerships with micro influencers. And um, yeah, that's really been the biggest thing, collaborating with people, real people, so that we can get like real messaging out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. And I, I imagine that it's like this continuous process because you also talked about feedback. And so the more that you get feedback from customers, the more that you can like continue to iterate and improve on the work that exactly. you're doing. So that's yeah. awesome. What words of advice would you give to your younger baddie self? So if you think about Tiffany in 2017 or Tiffany in 2010, what are some words of advice that you would give your younger baddie self? I would say you just always, I'm very inquisitive. And like, if I deal, if, if some, if 
I don't know something. I'm always resourceful. Like I can deal with ambiguity very well, mm-hmm. but always consistently like keep learning. And I, I would tell anyone to just always keep learning and also don't be afraid to try multiple different ideas, right? So like, don't be stuck on the fact that, okay, be, and, and I guess this is a good segue to talk about my other, I, I had other businesses too. Like I had a jewelry business that didn't like really work out and it, it fulfilled a passion for me, but I didn't say, oh, like this business didn't work out. It wasn't lucrative. So I guess I can't be an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? So right. don't think that just because your first business idea didn't work out isn't, it doesn't mean that you're not destined to have a life of freedom or that, or you won't ever have that opportunity to be an entrepreneur. So I would always remind myself, my younger self to just always keep going and just always keep trying out different ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. and you're, you're your only judge. Like you have to not, don't think about all the other people. T- Cause you know what it is? I would, when I was younger, I would always care about like, I think I would, I think we all like go through periods where we care about what other people think. Right. Yes. Like, I never wanted to like look like oh like why is she starting all these businesses like what is she doing you know like I would like talk to myself and like say this and I'm like at one point I told myself like just do what you want to do like who cares just like if you have an interest pursue it if it doesn't work out who cares if it doesn't work out like at the end of the day you have to do what you want to do so I would always just remind people and I would tell my younger self like don't care about what other people think Mm -hmm. do what you want to do is your life and yeah, I think that's like the major message. Like, do what you want to do. Don't care about what other people think. Because yes. at the end of the day, you're your own judge. And God's your own <laughs> judge as well. So, right. Yeah. And also, you mentioned that piece around you had this um, an other businesses. And that particular business that you mentioned, like, didn't necessarily work out. And people always have this fear of failure. But right. failure can also be this, like, learning experience for you that you, like, have to think about it. Sometimes it's hard to imagine it when you're in it. But mm-hmm. after that, it's like, I imagine that you're th- doing things with Nadi that you didn't do with your jewelry business. But you learned from that experience. Yes. And I'm glad you brought that up. And I, I, I launched that business back in 2015. And there were things that I didn't know. It was, and I think th- that failure, right, that quote unquote failure was a learning because it, it, it was that window into entrepreneurship. I, I knew how to like register for EIN at that time, right? Mm-hmm. I knew how to do X, Y, and Z for Naughty NYC. So I think every quote unquote failure is obviously a learning. Mm-hmm. and it, it, everything happens for a reason. Like I live by that mantra. Like yes. everything in life, you might not understand it at this moment in time, but that failure or that business idea was to propel me forward to do something else in the future. So mm-hmm. I think that's another like tidbit I would love to tell people. Like just remember that everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And people come in your life for a yeah. reason and, and they leave for a reason. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> They were, even though they gave you that heartbreak and they made you sad, they made you upset, they, they came to teach you something about people. So now you know what not to look for in this person next, or your next friend or your next relationship. You know what yes. I mean? You're I, preaching today, Tiffany. <laughs> Pass the offering plate. <laughs> uh, so Tiffany, where do you aspire for Naughty NYC to be in the next two to three years? And how might the community of baddies help you get there? from the time that they like hit play on this episode? 
Yeah. So in the next two to three years, I def- our, what our goal is is definitely to go into different markets. So we want to go into LA. Like we want to like go nationally. So we want to offer this experience in LA in major cities, right? So Chicago, Miami, like we definitely want to bring this experience to other major cities. And um, yeah, we just really want to take it on a national level. That's really mm-hmm. what we're trying to do in the next two to three years. It's not going to be easy. And there's a lot that I'm going to probably fail at and learn along the way. But yeah, that's what we definitely plan on doing. Yeah. And how can we help you get there? Um, yeah, I mean, to help, what I would love for everyone to do is just in general, just support your local businesses, your small businesses, black owned businesses, like just share the word. Even if you don't purchase from us, just tell people about what we're doing. Tell people about what your, your, your friends doing, right. Your, the other black businesses out there. I think just sharing information and sharing knowledge and sharing resources is the, the best thing. So if you have a friend in New York, who wants to get their nails, hair, and makeup done? You even if you listen to this episode, you don't book with us. You know if you, now you know about us. So mm-hmm. tell your friend about. Oh, um, I heard about this business that is offering at home services. Maybe you should check them out. So just keep sharing the word. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on social. Um, we're uh, we're the same name across all platforms. So www.nadianyc.com is our website and at nadianyc you can find us on instagram twitter facebook tiktok on all social media platforms everything yes and are you doing any like holiday things we're in the holiday season so are you doing anything with nadia nyc for the holiday season yes so um anyone that's in new york what we're doing is we're offering a holiday promotion so you can get $25 off of any service, hair, nail, or makeup using the coupon code HOLIDAY25. At awesome. At the time that you're booking the appointment, just put that code in and you'll get $25 off your appointment. Awesome. If I don't live in New York, but I happen to be in New York for the holidays, can I still use it? Absolutely. As okay. long as you're in New York, you can use that service. <laughs> In, in Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, Manhattan, if you're in Jersey, we travel out there too. Okay. Y'all hear all that, Betty? So get your ticket. So get your train ticket to go to New York to get your hair did and your nails and, and your face beat. All of it. So Tiffany, do you have a closing baddie tweet that you want to leave us with? So this is like a golden nugget, a quote, something just like, you say it, drop the mic, and then you walk away. Let's see. Your next idea will be, could be, or will be the best idea. And, and, and I think that just speaks to, I know I said it earlier, but that just speaks to just don't be afraid of failure. If you fail at something, learn from it and move on to your next idea. And anyone that has an idea to do something don't dwell on your business plan and dwell on it for six weeks, a year, like literally spend one day, write out what your idea is. And then tomorrow you need to go and execute it, figure out what you need to do to put the puzzle pieces together. That's what my last <laughs> closing comment would be to everyone. Like if you please, if you have an idea, do not sit on it. After this, after you listen to this podcast, go write it out. And tomorrow I want you to, figure out a way to go and execute it.
baddies, friends. Thank you for joining another episode of Baddies with Business. For more details about today's feature baddie, check out the episode description box. I have included her um, social media accounts and also ways that you can stay up to date on all things baddies with business. If you're a baddie with a business or aspiring business and want to chat, I want to hear from you. You can contact me at baddieswithbusiness at gmail.com. If you want to support Baddies with Business and join the growing community of friends, consider joining the Baddies with Business Patreon community. The link for that is also in the description box. In closing, here's a word from the Lord, Audrey Lord. When we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcomed. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it is better to speak. Be bad. Be bold. Be a baddie.